fingers lying in the wedding cake You used to hold him right in your hand I bet it took all he could take Sometimes I wish that I could stop you from talking When I hear the silly things that you say
Baseball season is back on U92. Catch every home game on 91.7 with coverage starting a half an hour before first pitch. you got to put the ball in play. 0-2. He does put the ball in play. Fair down the right field line. One run is in. Two runs are in. Abernathy being waved home. There is no throw at the plate. It's a double from Dane Leonard. A three-run double. With great non-conference series against the likes of Penn State, Xavier, Pitt, and Marshall, you do not want to miss this season. Smith ready, the one-two, swing and a miss again. Smith gets out of it, he inherits two runners and no outs, and strands both of them at second and third. Join the sports staff as they cover the Mountaineers series for the Big 12 Conference this spring, right here on U92 with the Moose. That's the ball game. West Virginia takes down number 18, Texas in Morgantown. It's now time to beat the clock on U92 The Moose. Talking sports for the next two hours. Here's the team. Welcome in. It's Beat the Clock. Good Lord, was it hard to do that today, fellas. And Anissa. Well, some people follow how much water to put in their mac and cheese. Others don't. Six all right? cups? I feel like that's a lot for one measly box. What are you going to do? I don't know. Call Kraft and tell them. I'm yeah, not the I one who made the box. <laughs> I, can't say the, I can't say the full saying on air. Good lord. I mean, I'm positive. That kind of sounded a little negative. It's America. American dream, baby. I don't smile. But But I feel like you should be able to dream as many things as you want, you know? I'm very sore this morning. (laughs) I'm very, very sore. Hey, everybody. Welcome in. It's the last beat the clock of the year. Are your morning? Your morning. Uh... You know, it's been a, a little bit of a late start. You can blame me. That's fine. Mounts got here after 7, then, too. Um, Actually, I was in the doors right at 7. So. All right, fine. Whatever. <laughs> uh, but that's fine. There's no way it's 35 degrees outside, like my phone told me. I, I know none of you walked here, too. But and it was flurrying. You walked here? Yeah, that's the other part that took me forever, Sean. I'm sorry. You have okay, a car. You know, that's your fault. Well, no, but I have to go to class after this, and I don't have time to drive home on Mondays. Well... 
no, plan, I'm just letting better. you know. Plan That's better. a skill issue on I'm your part. I'm just letting you know. I, I did the best I could to get here. Okay. Okay? You got here. You right. got here. There's all no all way it's 35, is, though. All I'm saying is I forgot to set my alarm. Woke up on my own at 6.40 and was still here by 7 o'clock. And I live further away than you do. How mad would you have been if that was like a day where you didn't have to come do this? Well, or like, honestly. If, are you one like, of those people that can go back to bed? I can. Not, okay. Like, I can't sleep in anymore, though. Like, I can't sleep past, like, 9 o'clock. Like, I don't know why. I've never been able to do that. I don't know why. You know what really sucks? Like, having to wake up for work at 3 a.m. So when I'm on my off days, yeah. I wake up at 3.30 yeah. and I can never go That's back to sleep. That's what's happening because, like, Monday, Wednesday, or Monday, Fridays, we get up early for this. Tuesday, Thursday, I have an 8.30, so I'm up right, at like 7.30. Right. Wednesday and the weekends are really my only day to sleep in, but I usually try not to, like, waste my Wednesday mornings. Right. So then I can't sleep in on the weekends. I just, I don't know. My body's used to getting up early. It's that circadian rhythm, baby. Yeah, but that's already set. Like, you don't set that. Yeah, you can reset it. You've reset it. No. Yeah, like, there's ways yeah, there's that you ways can to, kind yes, of fix can, it. But that's already, like, that's why we, our bodies naturally feel tired around 2, 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. It's because, like, we're supposed to be taking a nap around there. Well, mm. do you know, fun fact, that, like, a lot of people take into the account the circadian rhythm of men and that women's circadian rhythm is completely different? Is it? Yeah, it's like I didn't know that. something completely different, like how women kind of like get around certain times of days like you know i normally start it getting i normally start getting really tired like four or five o'clock in the afternoon and that's on the days that i wake up normally right. but i go to sleep for maybe half an hour and then i'll wake up and go straight back to bed for eight yeah i mean on these days i will be ready to take a nap at any point in the day <laughs> like you put me in my bed i'm i'm out yeah i'm ready to crawl back into that's bed that's nice Sorry. Yeah, I Sorry. can't do that. It's uh, Tansky's presentation day in our class. All room. right, Tansky. Yeah. So, yeah, we got Tansky here, we got Mounts here, we got Anissa here, and then I'm the other Tanner. That's the last group to go. Only group going today. All right, what are yeah. we talking about today, Sean? Uh, for the presentation? Yes. Uh, we're doing. Uh, what else would I. What? Music. Well, I don't know. Okay. I thought you just meant like. All right. Uh, we're doing uh, music copyright laws. All right. Yeah. So, you did not elect to go with sports in any way? No, I kind of let Hamilton choose. And Hamilton did not choose to go in sports in any way. Yeah, I think it was the first thing off the top of his head. Okay. I don't know if you know, but Hamilton is a big music guy. Like, big musical theater guy, too. That part does not surprise me. (laughs) But... That's fine. I mean, I don't. No, care. he's very knowledgeable in pop culture. Like having a conversation with him about anything yeah. but sports, it's very entertaining. Yeah, but uh, he says a lot of stuff. I don't know. He talks like almost more than I do, which is a tough, tough thing to do. I'd say. No, what does that look for? You talk a lot. Well, that's what I mean. Like Hamilton's up there. If you're just sitting there with him, no. Okay, I don't know. Anissa has the glasses on today. I don't know the last time I've seen her wear those. You guys remember? I didn't even know you had glasses. I don't want to put my contacts on. Right, yeah, like, that's what I mean. I don't know, okay. Uh, well, there's a couple places we could start today. I, to talk about. I think that we should start with what happened at Mon County Ballpark over the weekend, though. Uh, have the series. D1 baseball rankings come out yet? No, but even up the road, because we haven't done a show since, you know, took the yeah, trip up, yeah. up north. Well, so... We did a show last Monday. It was just the three guys that are here today. We hammered the Oklahoma State series for a little bit. Didn't even take a break last Monday, Anissa. Went straight two hours. I heard. It was uh, it was good, though, I felt like. Yeah, we stayed we stayed on topic for the most part. Um, so we mentioned how West Virginia beat Oklahoma State. 
But then on Wednesday, they went up to PNC Park and took care of business in the first of the Backyard Brawl series that's spread out over the last month and a half of the season. And it looked like they might not for a little bit of that game. First, what, two and a half innings? Yeah, it was, or kind, so? of, it was kind of dead. Yeah, bottom of the third, they come back, and then bottom of the fourth, they really come back and get back into it. And then they wind up beating the Pit Panthers. What was it, 8 4, 9 4, something like that? 9 4. Yeah, 9 4. So they did end up adding another one. I thought they did. It was that uh, Caleb McNeely bomb late in the game. And then this past weekend, Texas Christian was in town in Morgantown. You could have cut all three of those games right here on U92. And uh, they took care of business. And, uh, you know, we were hoping for maybe at least one, maybe two games won. And uh, they ended up sweeping the Horned Frogs. Yesterday, they ended up run-ruling them. That's something I haven't seen in a long time. I didn't know that you could run. Yeah, it's in it's only in the Sunday games, if I remember correctly, that you can do it because they have to start by one o'clock because everybody's traveling home that day. Like I, you don't get run ruled on Friday or Saturday, I don't think, but I could be wrong because I don't know the last time that that's happened with this team because there's games on Wednesday they've won by more than ten and they never yeah end. like the App State yeah, series. Right. So I, I think that it's only on Sundays, so you have to have that kind of circumstance where it can happen, but. Uh, they took care of business this weekend, and it was from you know just about every part of the lineup. It was from the pitchers. It was from the relievers that come in. It was a really, really good weekend here. And uh, Tevin Tucker's been on fire lately. Tevin. Like, and when we say on fire, like really, really, really on fire. Uh, you know, Wednesday night he continued that. You know, he had uh, like 13 hits. I want to say in the last five going into the weekend series against TCU, and West Virginia's won. Uh, six of their last seven games, and now they're leading the Big 12 Conference, and that's partially due to him stepping up while Weatherholt was out. Doesn't look like Weatherholt's going to be out much longer. He comes in yesterday and pinch hits a three-run double. Uh, so a really, really good day yesterday and this past weekend. I don't know, let's just go around the room. Whoever wants to go and talk about it, go right ahead. Tansky, you're up first. They all pointed to you. I point at you. I want to do that. Oh, you made a hand motion. I don't know. I, I, like I saw Mounts do it. Oh, I thought. I, all right. I didn't. I, you were in my peripheral. Did I say that right? You're going old. Come on, old. Yeah, no. It was a really good weekend and a really good week. Uh, taking care of business, of course, at PNC Park. Uh, that was a fun game to call, a fun game to watch. Um, and the fact that, you know, again, they were able to take care of business when it looked like for a little bit there they weren't going to be able to do that especially you know without jj but again to your credit tevin tucker really stepped up you know i mentioned a couple times on the broadcast it's not often you see a nine hole hitter shoot all the way up to be your leadoff guy uh but he earned it and he stepped up in a really big way with his bat and then we know how he is uh, defensively he made some really clutch plays there and then the tcu series yeah they won in a ton of different ways uh obviously yesterday they uh, one in a route, <laughs> mercy ruled them. Uh, but you know the other two days, uh, clutch hitting uh, to rally and get those wins, especially uh, Friday. Yeah. Um, for again, like the pick game didn't look like they're gonna win that one right. for a while. This one even more so, going deep into the game. Uh, but just shows, hey, you know, I know we were talking, you and I were talking about it a couple weeks ago that uh, the season for whatever reason, had somewhat of a similar feel to last season. Like, yeah. again, they were we were ranked earlier uh, than just a couple inconsistent games there that cost them the ranking. He said, oh, well, this feels like last year. Um, 
But these past four games showed me that this team maybe has a little bit more some, uh, something that last year's team uh, didn't have. Uh, they've been really resilient, and they've really uh, they're a really deep team. Uh, I, I mean, I can't believe they have so many guys out of the bullpen that I just uh, any time that I see them uh, get to the mound, I'm like, okay, I could trust this guy to get three outs here, or I could trust them to limit the damage and whatnot. Uh, that's really important, you know, and. And it's complemented by fantastic hitting all throughout the lineup. Like, all these guys can rake if they want to. All these guys can get big hits. Uh, this team's really dangerous. Um, and it shows that. They're on top of the Big 12 Conference, a really good conference for baseball. And, you know, that's earned. And this team's earned it. Um, now they just have to close out the season uh, strong. They can't falter down the stretch. Uh, they have a couple more big opportunity, a couple more big games here. It's happy. I'm happy to see them uh, win at home, yeah. but I still really uh, am appreciative of them showing that they could win away, like last weekend where they won at Oklahoma State. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, and, and you mentioned the faltering a little bit. 29 and 11 though overall, 725 win percent. They're 12 and four at the Mon, 13 and seven on the road. So I mean the exact same number right there, home versus away, and then four and zero at neutral site games. Uh, and, and again, on the faltering, they've got Penn State in town on Tuesday, a team where they kind of blew that last game for sure against the Nindy Lions earlier this year. That would be right here for you on U92. But then the weekend series coming up is against Baylor, who's at the bottom of the conference, uh, one and eight on the road. They are five and four at home. Are the Bears six and twelve in the Big Twelve? West Virginia has played quite a few less games in conference play. To be fair to the rest of the conference, however, uh, I think that. They've played against some good teams already in the conference and played well. But that Kansas series is one that still kind of sticks out to you. Like, all right, that was bad. Uh, but if that's going to be, you know, maybe one of the worst spots of the season, I think you're going to be all right. What do you think about this weekend, Tanner? I mean, the most impressive thing for me was the season could have went absolutely the other way, kind of like what Tansky was talking about. Weatherholt, one of the best players in the country, goes out with an injury. How's the team going to respond? Like this could have been a stretch where you look back in a couple of weeks, in a month or so, and look at, wow, if he doesn't get hurt, we are in a much better spot. Uh, but they were able to really pick things up, led by Tevin Tucker, like you said, who's been fantastic. Uh, they've gotten hit in the bottom of the lineup. They've done other things well. They've gotten good pitching, and they've really been able to fill that gap that they're missing with him. Uh, and they've won. <laughs> like not only did they just like survive. Uh, while J.J. Weather holds out so far. They, they, they've been succeeding. Like They've right. been doing well, like picking up exactly where they left off. So I think it's really impressive that the season could have went the absolute opposite way in these last uh, like week or so with J.J. Weatherholt being out, but they were actually able to keep the momentum going, keep doing what they were doing with him in the lineup. And now, uh, Sue, did he play last night? Yeah, he pinch hit. Yesterday. That's what I thought, yeah. Three so, yeah. We'll be able to insert him back into the lineup like, even if he's DH, I yeah, mean, you're going like to take that power at the plate. But, uh, I mean, the team batting average is over 300. Like, so that that's an incredible number. That's good for second in the conference to Texas Tech. But, Anissa, what were your thoughts on this weekend? Well, I would like to talk about the pit game first before I go okay, into yeah, the weekend. Um, that pit game was great. I think the first couple innings, like we were saying, you know, there was a little bit of no momentum. And when Tevin Tucker stole or he attempted to steal second and he was called out, that kind of killed it a little bit. And then once they started coming back, I know the guys in the pre-show mentioned how 
Pitt's bullpen, while it looks good on the surface, once you really dig into it, it kind of unravels a little bit. So that's exactly what the Mountaineers were able to do. And both of the teams, both Pitt and West Virginia, used four pitchers. But the pitchers that West Virginia used were efficient and were able to kind of just lock it down for them and not allow Pitt to score anything else. I mean, Pitt went... Um, scoreless after the Yeah, they third, went scoreless yeah. after the third inning, and the Mountaineers just kept putting up hits. I mean, they had that one five-run inning, and a large part of that was due to the bullpen. You had Carson Eshridge making his first career start, and you know he earned a couple of runs, but he also had six strikeouts. Then you turn to Gavin Van Kempen, who gets the win. He pitched for two innings, one strikeout, it's fine. Noah Short comes in. Grant Siegel comes in for three innings and has four strikeouts during that. And then when we thought, you know, we thought it was over, we thought Siegel was going to come back in, we hear them announce that Blaine Traxel was coming on the mound. And we all looked at each other. We're like, what's going on right now? Yeah. Like, I don't think we've ever, we've never seen Blaine Traxel in a closer situation. But he got one hit and then the rest were put out. So everything went good with that. I'm happy, you know, that they were at least able to take that PNC game to kind of start the series off. I mean, the next game they have against Pitt is next Wednesday at home at the Mon, and right. then they go up to Pittsburgh's field. Um, but it's a really fun game to be a part of, and then they just carry that momentum over into the TCU series. I mean, they've wanted to get back up in the rankings for a long time since they lost it, and I think this TCU series helped them a lot. Um, yeah, I think it should be enough. There's a lot of college baseball writers on Twitter giving West Virginia love, which is something in the past we haven't always seen, and that's definitely good to be you know unnoticed in that national kind of deal. Uh, I saw a lot of different guys tweeting yesterday how I mean this team's well on their way to hosting a regional, which is very very exciting. And so that upcoming schedule, you know, I mentioned it might get a little tougher. You could argue, but uh, a lot of it's at home. So they got Penn State here on Tuesday, like I mentioned, 6, 6 p.m. start on the pregame here on U92. Uh, then they go to Waco this weekend to play Baylor. But then they come home for Pitt next Wednesday, and then they have Oklahoma at home. Then they go up to Pittsburgh, which might end up being a home game anyway. And then they host Texas Tech, the second-best team in the conference right now, before they go down to Austin to play Texas. So you really close out against some good teams, but you get most of them at home here, and then you go down to, you know, Dallas to play in the Big 12 tournament, which has always been a difficult thing the past couple years for some reason. I don't know what it is. You know, it's kind of tough to go and play in that MLB-style ballpark. You know, one of the most tough things about it, I think, is, you know, that's a 50-ish thousand-seated place, I want to say, at Globe Life Field down there in Dallas. And, you know, you put even if you have 5,000 in there, they're all in the lower part right behind the dugouts and home plate. And everything sounds like a home run, right? And, and so, like, there's just some different things going on there that can mess with you mentally, I think. And that was part of the reason, I think, that they struggled a little bit last year. Obviously, every team has to face that. And you saw a lot of other teams thinking, oh, that's a that's a shot right there. But it's not. It's like a infield flyout is almost what it sounded like half the time. Uh, but then, you know, obviously with it being in Texas, uh, West Virginia fans don't crowd the place uh, and, and that sort of thing, which is tough about a lot of the Big 12 postseason tournaments. Um, you know, when you're playing teams like Oklahoma or Oklahoma State. I mean, State yeah, or, no, it's 
Well, we always say we're the farthest yeah. team yeah. north, and it's hard for it, it, teams well, to it's travel not up an here. Excuse, but like for basketball, it's less of an excuse than I. Think yeah, it no, is but I'm. I, I, no, hundred percent for. Right. I mean, like the crowd was good at PNC Park right. last week. I mean, yeah, they. And it doesn't there. look like, but like, you know, if PNC Park that's thirty eight thousand old, and if Globe Life holds fifty, it's going to feel even yeah larger. Sure, I, I don't remember um, for sure. I, I know, but I know for a fact PNC holds thirty eight. But I mean, still, but also. Uh, really, uh, fans did show out to PNC Park. I know it's just an hour drive, but the fact that they like forty thousand. So, but the fact that they you know went on a Wednesday night, yeah. an hour up and driving Pittsburgh where <laughs> traffic is not as fun. No, um, they really showed out. It was is it, la- it was re- Beechurst though. Uh, yeah, no. it is. No, yes, I don't is. think it is. Beechurst doesn't have. A two-lane tunnel you have to go in for the city where it's main drive. I'm sorry you're scared of the tunnel, Sean. It's not that I'm scared of it. It's just it's very compounded. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, when we go, you saw it. Like, it takes 15 minutes to go. No, it doesn't, man. It's like five. No, we were we were waiting for a while. We, oh, like getting into it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, getting into yeah. it, yeah. It takes, yeah. I think even 15 minutes through it. No. Our drive, no, wasn't, no. Yeah. Our drive on Wednesday no, wasn't that bad. Wasn't that bad. Uh, but no. So, but the other thing you got to remember too, Globe Life was closed. It's usually closed for the Big Twelve tournament, so like all of the conditions are the same. So then you get that echo off the top. Yeah, well, yeah. you know my feelings about that embarrassing ballpark. Hey, um, their team's not embarrassing. I, I don't mind the ballpark, but uh, like I mentioned, so favorable schedule. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see what this team does. If they can host a regional, that would be really, really incredible because Have they, that was not the expectation. They've hosted the one Yeah, they before, hosted one, right? uh, I think, two years ago coming out of COVID. Okay. And that's when all the records were set over at the Mon. But, again, on Friday night at Mon County Ballpark, it was the sixth highest attendance we've ever seen. Oh, no, the crowd yeah. was very loud. I, Watching I, it on TV, yeah, like I, it heard loud on the – ESPN Plus uh, broadcasts, and then just the pictures and the videos that, you know, they always post their social media. It looked packed. Yeah. It did the entire weekend. It was, uh, you Saturday know, was a I mean, you just know, like, West Virginia fans love their teams, and then when the team's just that good, it makes it even better. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, hey, West Virginia's a baseball school, so. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to complain. No, uh, I don't. You, you build it, they come. Uh Mounts, I'm going to start with you on this one. Do you like the uh, pretzel necklace? The what? You, you haven't seen that yet? The the home run pretzel necklace that they make before the game? I've heard about it. I've yet to see it, though. All right. You got to go look at the Twitter, and then we'll come back to you on that. We'll go to Anissa. I know that she loves it. I really do. I mean, I was... It's a, it's interesting. I was with yeah, them on Saturday. It's, it's something. I was with them on Saturday taking photos, and um, I was actually talking to a few of the players, and I was like, do you guys travel with that and they were like no but if ben hampton could figure out a way to put it in a case and travel with it he would and i was like so where do you guys put it and they're like we just leave it here hanging up and i said no way <laughs> i was like there's no way that I you thought guys that they would just that. make a new one before every game well it's like very tedious to make like yeah. well, you... I, I know, see what well, i mean told like me about the day they were making it she was down there that day too and she goes ben hampton is just like Sucking on the yeah, pretzel. Yeah, yeah, you, you told me thing. that too. That's like, I was like so no the pretzel, way. is that like for when they hit a home run yeah, or something? I think so. so. I love the fact that over the past like two years, that's really become a big thing where yeah. like, you just get a home run celebration. Um, don't know about a pretzel necklace, I mean, but I do like that they're broke. also. Oh, no. It uh, broke on Saturday. That's really yeah, maybe they should get something more permanent or do something like a. 
Now, I still think the best one that I've seen recently uh, was Baltimore. I mean, they had the they had the beer pong and they put water or something yeah. in. That's what they do. Oh, they do. beer pong a water in Baltimore? <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Yeah, I they did do not that. See that. Um, that's, if that's someone crazy. gets like a big hit or something, they also do like the sprinkler, like they'll get water, yeah. like spit it at you. It's really fun. Well, I think it's. And then the other best one is the pirates. That's sword is awesome, but in Seattle they have the trident, which is oh yeah, the sick. trident. Yeah. The, the trident's trident cool. really cool. Yeah. So I just love that. It makes baseball just more fun. Like I it's think... fun content to no, just consume. I agree. I think it's a lot of fun when they're celebrating, like you know, when they get something that's bigger than a double. Or, yeah, bigger than a single, and you have, you know, Landon Wallace standing at second doing his little <laughs> yeah. arm flappies. You know, you have the dugout doing it, and you have the entire crowd doing it as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. yeah and it's no. fun. It's, it, it's, it gets people really into fun. it. It takes you back to basketball a little bit with, yeah, the, with the, uh, the overhead yeah. kind of talk, talk about it. And it, it just stuff. shows that, you know, these guys love playing with each other. They love being on this team. And the fans absolutely adore this team. Yeah. And that's awesome because, I don't know, there's something about it. When you have an entire stadium backing you, it feels like you're almost unbeatable. Yeah. Like, you just have that momentum every single game. Like, you know the crowd's going to be there. I mean, every time I've been fortunate enough to broadcast over there, uh, there's fans standing up for some questionable calls on <laughs> in the count. Uh, so, just, you know, the fans have the players back. It's awesome. Did you find that picture yet? Yeah, I did. What do you think? I mean, it's I interesting. I don't think they should change it. <laughs> yeah, it broke. Get another one. That's what's working. Yeah, like just make new. Right. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, the the Tigers came out with a new one too. They put on a Red Wings helmet and take a slap shot <laughs> in the dugout. That's pretty fun. Um, I don't know. That's yeah, just fun. It's just yeah, really yeah. fun. It's uh, it's it's homemade. Yeah, I know. They look they look happy when they well, get it. <laughs> I, I I don't. I mean, it's not. Like, at the college level, I always thought that guys were really engaged anyway, but I think you're noticing it more at the MLB level now, too, and I think that that's because games have become faster and players are just more engaged with it. There's been more hits, it seems like, and, you know, a lot of people thought maybe the home runs would drop off this season. Well, they haven't dropped off in Tampa Bay, but uh, they've also... What? Sorry, 22 straight games. Um, (laughs) We're going to get into that. I got a a metric to share with you, Sean, um, among other things. I was thinking about you last night, too. I, I have oh, to thanks, do, um, thanks, man. like, uh, paper plate awards for the sports staff on yeah, Wednesday night. Yeah, you were night. telling me. No, I, may, I, I, I started a Canva. It ain't going to be good, but I started it. Um, and instead of, like, making fun of everybody, I have, like, my favorite moment from whoever it is. Oh, and God. then, like, a nice little sentence about them. Because I'm mean enough to you guys. figure, like, in oh. front of everybody, I'll be nice. He's so sentimental. Sean, you got a whole paragraph. You're the only one. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it's it. Only because you're graduating. Thank you. Where is he? Why do you keep saying this? Fifth year senior. Yeah, six. Oh, six. Six yeah, I'll, talk to, I'll talk to Dr. Jones and do everything I can to make sure you fail. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I give him a call too. We make sure it happens. No, it's all right. We get enough people going for it. It's all right. It. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, Sean's excited to go work at the liquor store this summer. Mm-hmm. No, he said fun. he enjoys it. He gets to listen to Phillies games on the radio. Yeah, it's an easy time. Baseball on the radio is tough to beat. Yeah, it is. Especially during look the summertime. Here. Especially here at U92. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah, wow, look at that master a professional flow. over there, man. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a drawback. Wow. Um, one last thing I will say about this TCU series. Ada Major is 
someone. Yeah. He's definitely someone. He's such an emotional pitcher, and he gets into it. And he ended up getting the save on Saturday. He was in a little bit of a jam at times. You could see he's frustrated. He works out himself out of it. And he ends up coming with these huge three innings that locked it down for the Mountaineers. I mean, he had four strikeouts. He only allowed two hits, no runs at all in his 12 batters that he faced. Yeah, I, so, I, I think, too, Robbie Porco's been a guy that I don't think many people saw coming into this. No. Yesterday wasn't his best outing, but he still went four and a third, and he allowed five runs, right? They were all earned, but they still run-ruled that team. He had the benefit of the yeah. offense helping him out. Well, I mean, like, if, uh, if you can get that out of a guy on a third-day game mean, in a series. his first like, game uh, was right. against Kansas, first start, 12 strikeouts. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, so. he's, a, he's a guy, and, you know, they're just um, – to younger, more inexperienced players at the college level, yeah. and the fact that they've already had this amount of experience, it's exciting for like future seasons. And, and to it's build experience on this. that matters. Yeah, it, it, it's, it, it, it's it does. not always in just like a, oh, we're up ten situations. And it's important that they're getting put in different situations. Right. Yeah. I mean, like getting the starts huge because that's really different for a relief pitcher to get that experience. Then they could come in in like high leverage situations. And then just like no leverage situation at all and just cruise through. It's really important that they keep getting this different type of experience because it's just going to make you an all-around better pitcher. And yeah. that's what they need. And that's, you know, again, as much as the offense has been a strength for this team, I think they've it's easily like neck and neck between the offense and the pitching. Yeah. It's been phenomenal. And that's, you know, a formula to win a lot of ball games at any single level of baseball. Yeah. Uh, the other thing this weekend was the spring game. We're not going to spend too much time on it because we will have enough football previews coming into next year and that sort of thing. And we learned a little bit, but nothing really coming out of that one. It was just good to kind of get a measuring stick, I guess, of where they're at. Were you at that game, Anissa? I forget if you were taking pictures there no. or just at baseball. Just at baseball? No, that was a 9.30 start day for them. Okay. And I said fair absolutely enough. not. No, fair enough. Um, so then I don't. I guess you didn't watch it then, right? Okay. Okay. Uh, I thought it was good to see that Garrett Green threw the ball downfield. I thought you saw some looks from Nico where he did the right thing. But the biggest takeaway I had was the running backs and the fact that Garrett Green didn't tuck the ball. And part of that might have been that it was just a practice, but he was looking to throw first. Um, but the running backs looked good. I thought the defense made some plays. You know, We were talking about during the broadcast, Sean and Tanner, that uh, – you don't want to see one side of the field dominate the entire time, and I don't think we saw that. We saw enough plays from both sides to say, all right, well, that that is a good measuring stick, I guess. And the portal closes on Sunday. I would be shocked if they didn't add another guy. I think they will at least add one more player somewhere. Uh, Brown talked a little bit about that after the game. But, you know, it's always fun to have positivity going into the year. And they've got a favorable – it's a tough schedule, but they've got a favorable schedule where a lot of those games are at home early in the year. So if they can get off to you know a two and one start with, you know, playing tough at Penn State and they beat Pitt here at home, fans are going to be pretty happy going into Week Four when Texas Tech comes up here. And then they get to go down to Houston, and then they come back home uh, for another game. And so I think that that maybe gives you a little bit of hope for the season, if that's a fair word to use. Um, but. I, I think that when you look at it last year, there were a lot of games that they were in that they didn't win, and if they can make a switch and win those close games this year, there's no reason they can't go play in a bowl game. And I think that would be a huge step forward for the program. But uh, I, I don't know. It's it's still really, really early, obviously, and we don't even know who the quarterback's going to be. But I think we saw some things that already looked better than last year. Again, it was just a practice setting. But 
one penalty the whole game, and it was on the guy who <laughs> plays basketball. So that yeah. that was good to see too. Are you yeah, surprised no. that translated over from basketball. No, no, no. He played. He played. He okay. played. No, like, he, he played pretty well. Um, I did make that joke though. I promise. I mean, <laughs> uh, Brown talked about it too. Um, it's awesome that Jimmy Bell is getting this opportunity, especially because he was just saying. His length is insane for a tackle. Like he's bigger than what he said the like average tackle's wingspan was, which means a lot. And there was a couple plays there where he was able to, you know, create a big gap for the running backs. No, but um, it was a fun time. It was uh, really fun to see, you know, the first iteration of uh, this team this year. Um, definitely more good than you know anything negative i would have to say yeah um you know yeah i wish uh nico had more opportunities <clears throat> to have like a similar stat line that garrett green had but uh, he st- i thought he uh, made some really important plays too um but both of these quarterbacks to me show that okay yeah these guys it's going to be a fun summer that they're going to be able to push each other yeah which is going to make them both yeah. better too mounts what do you think of the game well, you know, you kind of heard Sean talk about the offense there. The defense, to me, was most impressive because that was the part that needed to be fixed the most. You know, we kind of went over some of the stats before the game. Defense really, really struggled last year, specifically secondary, linebackers, that kind of unit. But they looked fast, and that yeah. was definitely where they struggled. The long ball, getting beat over the top, getting beat to the edge, it, just something that they did not do well last year. I heard Neil Brown talk about it a bunch. But they looked fast on uh, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. I almost said Sunday. Uh, and it was, it, it, I mean, it was impressive. Nothing really got outside of them. Uh, everything, they, they were able to string everything to the sideline. Short one, two, no gain uh, type plays with that. Uh, the long ball, they recovered well. I mean, there's some technique things. I'm, you heard Neil Brown talk about that. You know, they kind of got them out of position, but they recovered well, which is the uh, the big part. They had a couple pass breakups. I thought there could have been a couple picks if they get their head around. And Neil Brown said the same exact thing. Like, they looked good. The offensive line, running backs, we got exactly what we were expecting out of them, if not more. Garrett Green was all right. I mean, my biggest question mark still is the wide receivers. Like, yeah, who's I, it going to be? I think that's completely fair. Like, you saw, and he, I mean, you saw Neil Brown, and he mentioned it in the presser again. Like, they're open about what positions that they're still shopping for, and wide receivers one. They're yeah. still they're still looking in the portal. They're still doing things. They're trying to bring in more wide receivers because they know like that was it. I mean, Carter had the had three catches, and that led yeah. the team. There was like seven yeah. guys with one catch. A couple guys with two. Which you could argue is maybe a good thing, I think. But, no, I completely agree. And the, yeah, no, no, there was a, technique things with them, too. But yeah, It's a good thing, but you still need that guy. Right. You still right. need that guy. And West Virginia, like, I mean, right now it's looking like Neil Brown said Carter's the leader on that. He makes the plays in practice. We'll see what he can do come the season. He didn't look terrible. He looked fast. Like Yeah, Braham looked be. fast, too. But yeah, but They also things. used uh, the tight ends a bit. Kind yeah. of Cole, yeah, Taylor, Cole Taylor, three catches, and he had that incredible one-handed grab in the middle of the field. Um, I mean, he talked about it in the press conference. He had to sort of be like convinced to come here, and they said, hey, we want to use, you're gonna we use the tight end position. Yeah. And, he sh- and he said they showed him film of like concepts that they wanted to use him in. So that's going to be cool because, again – and this type of offense, uh, tight end is going to be is going to really help whoever starts for uh, the Mountaineers. Now, the other thing I saw Saturday that was kind of a little bit of a negative um, was uh, the defensive line. 
I yeah. think. Yeah, I mean, that was another but, question. But, but, Sean, but the linebackers Sean, Sean Martin help. didn't play either, they, so that, that's a big help thing. Because pressure. they got through. The, but the linebackers the issue got through is, quite a bit. If you have to blitz to get pressure, right. you're in trouble. No, I agree with that. Uh, and that was really the only time that West Virginia defense was able to get pressure on the offense is when they were stunting or blitzing or doing something, getting out of position, where when you do that, you're going to get beat. So West Virginia has to find a guy or someone or some kind of scheme to be able to get pressure, force players out of the pocket, without blitzing because if it is any bit like it was last year you need as many guys in coverage as you can get right like that's just how that defense was it looks to be a little bit better but you still really don't want to blitz with uncertainty you don't want to send five or six guys every single time Uh, yeah and when they would rush three rush four it really didn't look like they were getting much pressure i mean a couple times they did a couple times the pocket collapsed Uh, it also could have been in part garrett and nico moved in the pocket pretty well so they made it look like there was really nothing there but I think it's the wide receiver and the defensive line are the two biggest uh, question marks that we had. Neil Brown said he was shopping them coming in the spring game. He's still looking to add pieces there. He's not hiding that. And, I mean, it showed. It was probably the two weakest positions. But as a whole, like, you saw a lot of other positions step forward, which is good. Even kicker, we talked about that. Jonah, 42-yarder to win the game. Like, Yeah. Yeah, with both players yelling at you. Like, obviously, it's not, you know, 50,000 people in the stands, but – I mean, it's still a little bit of pressure. Still a 42-yarder that would probably been good from 50, 55, something like that, it right down good, the yeah. middle. Like, it was it was a good kick. And the weather I mean, wasn't great at that time. Yeah, still, no, so. so, like, that, I mean, that was just another positive. Like, it was something that, like a lot of these other positions, you saw players take steps forward, answer the question marks that we had. And, I mean, who knows? You, like you said, you start 2-1, and one, and you just go from there. Like, obviously – you should be beating Duquesne at home. Like that one yeah. has to feel like a must win. You right. absolutely can't lose that one. And then, yeah, more like you can't lose in a must win. But yeah. yeah. And yeah. then the backyard brawl is a must win. Right. Like that's it's it's pit, it's backyard brawl, it's redemption. You have to win. It doesn't matter. Pick it have an entire team of five stars. You gotta be pit at home. Yeah. You have to be pit at home. It's a must uh for West Virginia. So you start two and one and then like each game by there. Like, yeah, it's all, one yeah. it's one week yeah. at a time. And and it's, I mean, who knows? But I'm excited. It was a good taste of football again. Yeah, good taste it, it got me ready to go. <laughs> yeah, um, it's going to be a long summer for sure, but I'm certainly excited. Yeah, I thought it was a good weekend overall. Here in Morgantown, lots of winning all around. Um, and, I mean, there's a lot else going on too. Uh, so I'm going to find this stat for you, okay? All right. The Rays MLB ranks, Sean. Here we go. 149 runs first, 48 uh-huh. home runs first, 282 average first, 355 on base percentage first, 535 slugging first, 365 uh, with XWOBA. What's that one? I should know that. XWOBA. I don't know what that one is. I don't know. 8.6 hitter war. That's first. 271 ERA first. Uh, 105 whip first. 191 batters average against first. 279 XWOBA. That's got to be like extra without something on this. Nice. 3.8 pitcher war first. They rank first in almost every single category. Right I mean, right. I mean, what hey, else do you want listen, me to? What else? Listen, I, they, I I told you two weeks ago. Put some respect on the Rays. It's not you asked us. You asked us to do power rankings. Mm-hmm. I said Rays, and then there's a considerable gap between them and the next vaccine. That's still the case. All right, good. They are the best team in baseball. 
weighted on base average. Expected weighted on base average. So if you want to say, hey, congrats, man, you're first in that. I don't. I don't know what that one. Is. What, what What does that have to do with? I don't know, but okay. congrats, you're first. I, in well, that's it. just another yeah. one. They're first in, man. So they're a great team, and I know you're really happy about this. They haven't lost at the Trop yet. No. So America's ballpark. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, no, they're a really good team. Yeah. I saw recently that Eflin's getting ready to come no, back. No, he came soon. back yesterday. Got the win. Oh, did he? Yeah, All right, well, that's awesome. Him in the morning, comes out, gets the win. All right, that's awesome. Last uh, now should be back here within a week. Let's go. What about Jeffrey Springs? Stop it. <laughs> that's what I get for saying stuff about Reese Hoskins, though. But uh, yeah, yeah, that is exactly what you say about. Yeah, it comes uh, back around uh, and bites yeah. you. Gosh, that sucks. They put them on a fifteen day aisle, then the sixty, and then they're like, "All right, yep, time to go." Yep, which sucks. Um, you do the Call World Series? No, but I think they could win. East this year for sure at this point and hang up another pennant in the rafters that they made it well division champ pennant's a little different than a wild card again I tell you I'm not a fan of the wild card pennant but there's no room in the trap to hang up a full banner of every year you've made the wild card it's like like a participation trophy you could take away a couple of those wild card banners and replace them with the one singular banner yeah but there's it's not enough gap in between the top of the deck and the roof like do you, do you so know how are you hanging up a wild card banner? I mean, you're just one line. You're just saying first. what I need to happen and like just get a new stadium. Well, I understand. Please that. get Thank a new ballpark. Uh, there's a lot of hope. I, I'm very nervous after what's happened with the athletics. Yeah, well, that sucks. First of all, I feel so bad for the fans of Oakland. You lost everybody. You lost. Vegas. Yeah, you lost, you lost the Raiders three times. Yeah, you lost <laughs> the Raiders. You lost the Warriors. And you lost the A's. Um, right. well, I would not. The Warriors be... move across the bridge. Okay. Yeah, but, but they're listen, not Oakland. Across anymore. the bridge can Oakland. be a far way to go. All right, because the Braves play across the bridge. To be no, fair, I just I feel so bad for him. Fifteen minute drive. Um, it is not a fifteen. And everything drive. and everything from that report is like that was evidently the ownership group's plan all along. It, it, you know, that's what it most... sounds like. I, I feel so bad the, the for the fans. The problem I it have with stinks. that is that like, these owners, they don't get any repercussions for that. The second they get to Vegas, they're going to spend money and they're going to be good. Again. You want to know what's even more infuriating is like that ownership group always cries poor. Right. But they are still an owner of an MLB franchise. Right. You, can, you, you want, have if... money. Stop being cheap. Show that you actually care about the product you bought and Oh, it makes me so angry. Out of every single sport, baseball owners make me the most angry because they cry poor every single year. And every time a new CBA comes up, they always do this whining and complaining. It's just so frustrating. And then when they don't get what they want, they're just going to leave. Well, even though it, and even though they said no, we want to stay in Oakland. Like we well, want to, we love Davis, you guys. We love baseball here. Yeah. They still leave. It's so dumb. This I hate Mark, it so Mark much. Mark Davis went off about that. The owner of the Raiders. Oh, he did the exact no, same no, his, thing. His, I don't know if you read what he said. Go look up what he said. It sounds like he wanted to still be an Oakland. Uh, I will say that to be fair to him. All this right, is the worst yeah. thing because you see, like, I don't follow any A's fans at all. It's just been coming on my Twitter. You see people who grew up going to that stadium, who have their kids growing to that stadium now, and you have an ownership group who does not care, like you guys are saying, about this team at all. They won nine World Series. Nine, yeah. and they do not invest any money at all. The A's are four and eighteen right now in the season. <laughs> yeah, they're they. Are they winning sixty? Games? They're moving to Las Vegas, and they might not crack. Are they winning sixty games? No, they are terrible. I mean, they are terrible. Like, by, I know we were always joking this year about like, oh, who's the worst team? And I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the Pirates in a minute because they're on a roll, but. 
I mean, all along, I don't know why anyone else would choose the Reds being worse than the A's. Like, at, like because the, uh, the Reds are winning games. Exactly. Well, they're not actively trying to tank. Oakland is soon and, and to be Reds, Las Vegas is it, actively trying the, to lose the, the as Reds many games as possible. Reds just paid their ace, too. Six years, $52 million for Hunter Green. Uh, I was yeah, I did shocked when they did that. I, I got a couple calls. Like, yeah. oh, my God, the Castellinis are paying guys. Yeah. So, no, it's um, <laughs> that team's an abomination. And it's crazy when you think about it. Three years ago? Two years? Three, the, they, the they year had, the Rays went to the World Series, they beat the If A's you looked at that lineup, oh, that's a, you know, a really good core. And, yeah. hmm. I remember they they I do remember what's crazy about that too is that they bought at the deadline too because yeah. they traded for Sterling Marte. Yeah, I'm like, wow, the, Red, the A's are going for it, huh? And mm-hmm. nope, nope, cut it. All right, so dumb. What do you think, Mounts? Anything on, on the A's right now, or do you want to just talk about other baseball? I don't know. I okay, mean, they're just they're terrible. I don't get why everyone's so upset that they're moving to Vegas. To well, bigger be- market, like, yeah, I guess I just think that like. When I read what Mark Davis said, and I don't have it in front of me, but he basically said that the A's signed a 10-year lease agreement on the Oakland Coliseum that prohibited the Raiders from either tearing that site down and building a new stadium or making any upgrades to that stadium because the A's said that it's our home first. And so then the Raiders were kind of backdoored out of that situation. And, like, his stuff really made it seem like he wanted to still be in Oakland. And then he said for that ownership group to just give up on it anyway and now come here where I am here, I'm not going to have any kind of relationship with them unless somebody else takes them over. And I think that you will see the A's spend once they get to Vegas, which makes it even well, more Well, that's what they wanted. Right, is exactly. That they, that's the whole reason they were cutting they, they, all they this payroll. They were trying – yeah, no, they were trying yeah. – to cut that payroll, and so they could make Oakland pay for the stadium, and that they could like chip in, yeah, whatnot. And yeah. as soon as they would get the leasing agreement, that's when they would feel a competitive team. It sucks. Um, no, I, I, agree. I, I just, I, well, there's M- only going to be M- thirty-five thousand seat stadium. Or the, or something yeah, I know. It, it's, uh, it's I crazy. I, 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 I'm, it's, I'm it's appalled. Crazy. I'd this be, is, I'd be embarrassed. This is what Mark Davis said. He said. I won't forget what they did to us in Oakland. They squatted on a lease for 10 years and made it impossible for us to build on that stadium. They were looking for a stadium. We were looking for a stadium. They didn't want to build a stadium and then went ahead and signed a 10-year lease with the city of Oakland and said, we're the base team. Right. So it's all like it's he said, you know, he's accusing the athletics of trying to keep the Bay Area market all to themselves, pointing out the betrayal of their rooted in Oakland mantra that their move to Vegas now represents. And he says the slogans they've been using have been a slap to the face of the Raiders, Raiders, and they were trying to win over that type of mentality in the Bay Area. Well, all they did was bleep the Bay Area. For them to leave Oakland without anything is pretty screwed up. Yeah, so, so I think that... Yeah, well, I mean... It's just a poor I don't situation think, all around. I don't think Mark Davis is... A, I don't think Mark Davis is upset No, he doesn't it. have the money to build his own stadium anyway, and Vegas financed that for him, so... Yeah, and they have a pretty sick stadium. He just has to pretend that he's upset yeah. to kind of, like, you know... Well, it's also funny. Their last game the... in Oakland Stadium, they lost, which is a perfect way to sum up that franchise the past 30 years, 20 years. Since Ken Stabler. Uh 
Yeah. No. Yeah, no, I guess that's not fair. Well, they went to, I mean, they got rocked in the Super Bowl, so. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Well, like, another sad thing, if you look on the A's Twitter, like, it's just. Oh, it's bad. Like, it looks like a team that lost to West Virginia in their mentions. Their admin, like. <laughs> Certain. Their Texas admin posts team. memes. It's like that Uno card one, and it's like, post the final score graphic or draw 25. And it's the guy in the next. They're not even trying. They're not. They're, <laughs> they're not well, even because, trying. Well, it's because, like, what are they going to say? Doing. Graphic after graphic, A's lose three to eighteen to the Rangers. A's lose two That's to Sean's five favorite to the team Rangers. In the league, by the way, the Texas Rangers. Yeah. In their powder blues yesterday, he saw his favorite pitcher in the league go off for a huge win, and uh, the Rangers are leading the division. Well, they also, I think, the Rangers also have the. You could talk about how they have a great jersey set there. They objectively have the worst. Uh, city Connect jersey. You don't like the Peagle? Is that what they're calling that thing? It is the worst City Connect jersey Who's? by a wide margin. The, the Rangers. Rangers. It, it's, it's weird. It's it's terrible. It's is like what six it is. logos in one, it, and it's only it's, on the it chest. It stinks. It stinks. And the numbering is weird. Sounds like you just hate the Rangers. Man. I, I do look think at the jerseys. The they suck. It probably <laughs> it's has objectively nothing to do terrible. with the fact that the Phillies got swept by them to start the year. Um, it's not. It's an objectively a terrible jersey. You hate their stadium Pull that you've never been to. Pull it up. Pull it up. Yeah, I, it's not great. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the cream jerseys. You hate anyway. their stadium because it hurt the Phillies. That's why you hate their stadium. No, it's a dumb stadium. Why is the it way dumb, it's Sean? Why do you have? Why? No, you know why. I told you why. Why? I don't remember. It's just the dimensions are all off. Why do you have an open roof stadium? In Texas, you're gonna complain about oh you can't have it in Florida. Why do they have it in Texas? It closes, but it doesn't work. It breaks down. It doesn't work. It do- yes, it does. What are you talking about? Yeah, literally close it for the Phillies game. Yeah, it got stuck did on the really? Phillies game. Yes, I did not know. was it half open? Yes. Oh, that's so you saw that's it a great little wind tunnel that only affected yeah. the Phillies. Is what happened. Yeah, Mounts. That's what happened. Yeah. yeah. If you hit a ball into Right field, it's shine. The, you can't see it because the sun's so wide. I'm sorry. Because they, they have that giant. They have that giant. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to listen to you and your Do double A stadium park in the Bronx. Do I don't want to hear it. it. I don't want to hear both it. Both teams play with it. <laughs> who took it? Who took advantage of that short portion in the, uh, the Phillies Yankees series? Yeah. You, guys, you, I mean, you, you play eighty one games there. Cool. You play eighty one games there. Oh cool. God. We still winning home more than. You know, yeah, I would imagine so hey, at a double-A hey, ballpark. At home, Sean, at home, don't the Rays are 13-0. and 0. Yeah, I haven't lost that. Every team you play at home, doesn't the other team also get to use the short porch? Or is that, do they back it up for other teams? <laughs> no, they would probably move it forward for the Yankees. Oh, Anything for the Yankees. <laughs> Sounds oh, like somebody's salty. Nothing better than angry Sean Tansky in the morning. Those are the Texas jerseys. They're bad. And they have terrible pants, too, like they're, they, they looked cool at the beginning. Zoom in on the logo. The logo's like six logos in one when I read about it. Oh, like zoom in on the logo. Hold on. You know what City Connect jersey I do like? I like the Brewers one. The They're, who? The Brewers. Like the Brewers. It says Brew Crew yeah. on it. Yeah. But I also like the Seattle ones that got leaked. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, come on. If man. you would. I, I'm excited for Tampa's. I don't think it's terrible. Oh, uh, I remember seeing The wait, no. tank tops. So, no, so I don't like what, those. Like what? I don't know. If you're wearing no. this, I mean, what you can wear color right, pants. We have three would you conversations. Wear? Hold on. Let them finish. I don't think it's a tank top. Well, I feel like the point of it would be what color pants would you wear with that? I think brown would be cool. Honestly. Nope, they just go with black, and it looks yeah, it, makes it looks sense. it look does not look good. All right, yeah, maybe that's just folded. I don't know. Those are fine. Those are the old Mariners jerseys. Is essentially what those well, like, are. I'm I think they're nice. Going through the historic route. 
I don't know what the it's significance like 1916, was. I read so about yeah, it. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, but like it doesn't look good. But it's cool. That's they they're trying very good. hard with a lot of these. I they think didn't do it to look good. No, like, I'm interested to see what the Reds do. Trying to think. Uh, the Reds is the next one that's going to come out. My buddy I do the Spartaneer with is hoping to God it's not a red jersey because he's like a ginger with super red <laughs> hair and he can't wear anything Cincinnati Reds because it just doesn't look right. Uh, and so he really hopes it's like black or something. I also really like the Astro City no, Connect ones. Stop. The, the space, space ones? Yeah, I, I think like it's those. pretty cool. No. Those are nice. No. Listen, what? Why are you smiling over there for? Okay. We I don't have a City Connect jersey, so not, I just have to make yet. do with the other people. I think the best one is the White Sox. I love that South Side The South one. Side, I yeah. love that one. I, I think the Rockies one's not bad is either. It, is it Arizona's that says Serpientes on it, though? Yes. Like, that one's not bad. Washington's was I think nice. the color of it's just bad. Yeah. Uh, Boston's I mean, was also terrible. Miami's is good. Boston's is terrible. <laughs> is that the yellow one they did? Yes. Yeah. It looks like a Metro card. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like that one. A Metro card? Oh, like from the city? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, the Arizona one, I don't like that one. You don't like the Serpientes? I mean, it's just bland. The Angels one's also just bland. Yeah, the Angels one just looks like a surfboard. Milwaukee's is good. I like the I like that color. Milwaukee's NBA Cream City jersey. The Giants one on. stinks, too. They try really hard with these. The Phillies still don't have one yet, right? No. Kansas City's is really nice. Yeah, I like Kansas City. Are, are the Yankees getting one, or are they not going to do one? Um, uh, no, well, the they made gonna... it. They made it that all thirty MOB teams need to get a city, Connect right? Jersey, but it, like, so. it could still be in the next year. The yeah, Yankees no, twenty twenty four is last year. Of City Connect, just like they opt out of Pride Nights and everything else that everybody else in the league does, because they're the Yankees. They sell tickets and Shohei Hotani jerseys inside the ballpark, anyway, right? Yeah, I actually really like those. Yeah. The Shohei. Um, Why are they Japanese selling jerseys? Shohei Otani jerseys? Because, because there's they a know large how many market. People are going to want to buy them. Yeah. I, all right. All right. Oh, I just thought that was interesting. Um, so I'm going to just give you the division leaders right now, and I would just want you to tell me if we're surprised. I'm going to go in a random order. Uh, the Rays are leading the AL East yeah. uh, by four games. Mm-hmm. The Twins are leading the AL Central by one game over Cleveland. That division is once again going to be no one's going to want to win that one, the, just like last Central? year. Yeah, yeah just like only, last there's year. There's only two teams. Ab- no, there's one team above 500. Cleveland's 500, exactly. Uh, the AL West, the Rangers are leading the Houston Astros by two games, uh, and the Angels, who are 500 still at this point in the year, by three. Uh, the NL East is technically led by the Braves right now. They have a 14 and eight record, and the Mets only have 14 and nine. Uh, the Marlins have 12 wins, and then the uh, NL West is led by the Arizona Diamondbacks currently, who just DFA'd Mad Bomb. And nobody picked him up. Oh, well, I mean, he's been <laughs> at least he's now. been terrible. Oh, <laughs> he's yes, been terrible. 100%. There's people that have told me the Rays should go get him. I mean, they would probably fix him. I, so. Well, they might, but I don't. A lot of people argue that his character and demeanor don't match what the Rays pitching has right now, no. and they don't want to mess with that chemistry. 